Hey, this is Bill's Vader, and you're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast with your hosts, Andrew and Justin. May the Bills be with you. Go Bills. What's up, Bills Mafia? I am your host, Andrew Chang, and you are now listening in to another episode of the Wandering Buffalo Podcast, a show here on the Built-In Buffalo Network. You can find us on most social media and podcasting platforms, and even on YouTube by searching up the Wandering Buffalo Podcast. It's just going to be me today. Justin is in the process of, you know, signing a a new vehicle, really. He's, he's trying to get that paperwork sorted out. That way he can finally get that new vehicle that he's so long coveted for and i had to use this as a good transition because much like signing a new car right you go look around at other dealerships people that you know like through the grapevine like hey i heard that this vehicle is pretty good oh don't don't go there like i have i have some like beater that's sitting around the corner that you could get for low low and it's probably just as good if not better And in a weird way, I feel like that's how free agency kind of goes, right? Not to call human beings used cars, but in a way, these players are kind of selling themselves to other teams and they're looking for a, a good fit, a good deal. And hey, with the week that the Buffalo Bills just had, it was crazy. And I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time because I just want to get right into this episode because it was crazy. But last week, and I'm going to toot my own horn here, last week at the end of the episode, I said the Buffalo Bills will, if at the very minimum, will stabilize like the mean of their performance. And what I mean by that is that I think that Last offseason, what they did was like, all right, we, we got to like keep ourselves together, put the same players back on this team, keep that same level of performance. In a way, and then fast forward to what I said last week, I said that the Bills would do something similar, but with the more urgency to get better in multiple areas of need. Now, I did not think that they were going to go out and sign Von Miller, and that's exactly where we're going to start, right? So, man, Monday comes around, and if you're anything like me, you probably thought, oh, well, I know one Buffalo Bill that's going to come here, and it's going to be Chandler Jones. Doesn't happen. Chandler Jones sits out there for a day or two, just like Von Miller, and then he goes to the Raiders and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh man, we 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 suck." Like what what? We didn't get Chandler Jones. He from he's from Rochester. It would have been a great fit. He played in Syracuse. Well, that didn't happen. A couple hours later, being after dark, and you just see this bombshell of a deal. 6 years, 120 million dollars for Von freaking miller von miller is a buffalo bill i don't know how you can't be excited about this if you're not excited about this like what's your reason really is it because he's 32 gonna be 33 or 
33 sometime this week, I think. I think me and Emma actually share a similar birthday, so I got to look that up. But are you, are, you, are you worried about his age? Are you worried about the money? Because it's really not a six-year, $120 million deal. All these deals that get leaked out right now, the agents, to my understanding, boast the highest contract numbers for each deal to make to make it look like oh look look what i got for my player or ooh look at this i could do that for you like they they want to exacerbate the the numbers to make it look a lot more lucrative than it really is so let's pump the brakes on that cuz it's really more like a 3 year 53 million dollar deal if memory serves me correct which is about 17 and a half million dollars a year so very digestible. Now, that's not to say the Bills didn't have to make some moves, right? We had to restructure... What would we have to do? We had to restructure uh, Micah Hyde, Mitch Morris. We cut ties with Cole Beasley, um, Starley Tulele. We restructured Matt Milano, too. There was a lot of moves that actually happened in order to bring in this guy. And I got to tell you right now, all 100% worth it. Think about all these players that we really restructured and put, put, like the, put their longevity in a safer s- spot here on the Bills. You don't restructure players that you don't want on your team, right? You don't do it for players that you just are like meh about. Like, for example, if... If we could bring in Von Miller, but we had to basically kick the can down the road for someone, let's say, Daryl Williams, I I would have been pretty upset if we restructured and just kept Daryl Williams around. He, like, like That just wouldn't have made sense to me because it's clear that the Bills were not that high on Daryl Williams after this past season, and ultimately they cut ties with him because they brought in a way better guard (laughs) and roger saffold and i i know i'm going on a rant here but what the what the bills did was very practical and calculated right they said okay if we gotta restructure some players let's make it be the right players so let's keep micah hyde here because we know we love him i thought jordan poyer was going to be restructured too but you know maybe they were like hey we only need to do one of these guys Let's just do Micah because he usually plays higher up and probably less injury prone and he's smart. That That's my guess. I could be wrong. I probably am wrong, but who knows? Uh, you restructure Mitch Morris and extend him. That's sweet because Mitch Morris has been super, super good with very low talent to the left or right of him and he's still able to deliver. So really good, really good restructure and re-signing there. And then all and all the other moves, right? Just to bring in Von Miller. Like, I woke up the next morning and I still couldn't believe that we had Von Miller. And I watched his press conference. This man was super, super candid. He said it was so hard to choose the Rams over the bills and only something special truly 
would have made him leave the Rams for the Bills. He made a joke like, I mean, like, who who leaves L.A. for Buffalo? And everyone laughed because, like, that in itself, that statement sounds funny, right? Like, like who leaves sunny L.A. for wishy-washy weather western New York? <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love, I love western New York. I've lived here basically my entire life, and I couldn't be more happier with with that and but but getting back to the point is that von miller said it had to be something special that something special was josh allen the culture that sean mcdermott and brandon bean had been building here that locker room stefan diggs josh allen and other players reached out to von and said like hey you know get it like the locker room's great. You should come here. Check it out. And one thing I really appreciate outside of Von Miller's accolades, right? Because we know what kind of player this is. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't need to talk about his production. He's really, really, really good. <laughs> really good. And what else does he bring? The intangibles. That mentorship that he can give to the other defensive ends in the room. Like and he can help out, he can help out guys like Ed Oliver on the interior and other signings that we had like Tim Settle, and you know Jordan Phillips, he's back. Shaq Lawson, oh my God, the list is just going on. Rousseau, Boogie Basham, like this defensive line is looking legit. That is what we've been missing, Bills Mafia. And Brandon Beaton really just said we're gonna go out and get this guy. One thing I I mentioned, one thing I really appreciated from Brandon Bean, and this was really important to me, and I suspect that it was really important to Vaughn too, because right when he landed, he didn't sign the contract right away. And after seeing the McKissick bailout thing, and we'll we'll get to him in a minute, you're kind of thinking there to yourself like, oh my God, is he going to sign? And then... What's his name? Zadarius Smith. He ends up backing out of his contract after after agreeing to terms with the Ravens. And, you know, the Bills, if you're part of Bills Mafia, you're holding your breath. You're like, oh, my God, is Von Miller going to sign this contract? Like, I I personally was just sitting there just, you know, refreshing my Twitter feed, social media posts. Like, I got to I got to until I see him hold that jersey up, smile like I'm not really sure if he's going to sign because we've been burned in the past. <laughs> and he's a he's a high high interest free agent player, so other players were trying to pry him away from us and most importantly, you like Madjudon tried getting him, but obviously we know that wasn't going to happen. Like come on, get out of here. Get out of here, Madjudon. But what I appreciate about Brandon Bean is that when he landed he didn't force him to sign that contract right away. He was like, hey, you know, go around, meet everyone, meet the players, get a good feel for the city, what we're doing here. This is our vision. You know, really just take it all in. Set it out. Like, really just feel it out. When you're ready, come back to us and we can talk. We can talk about the contract in further detail. Like, the deal's already been done, but... Von, this is, he's basically saying for the next three to six years, this is where I'll be. And it was really refreshing for me, at least to see that he was, that Brandon Bean was not so pushy. Like, 
or like on on the bond to like sign this contract he was like you know take your time check it out come back to us i think von really appreciated that and eventually we we know the, we know the rest of the story he signs the contract he tells everyone like it's really hard to choose a new destination but it's best for who i want and what i want to do with the rest of my professional career if I come to a place like Buffalo over the LA Rams. And that is saying something. It really is. Mm. Let's talk about some of these other free agent signings. I'm not going to take too much time uh, more uh, because none of them are going to be quite the caliber or caliber as Von Miller, but that's not to say they're not important. Let's talk about our guy, OJ Howard. It's the second OJ to come to Buffalo. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so I sorry, I had to make that joke. But OJ Howard, a very, very good tight end too. This this man was made in a lab, and he was a he has the pedigree of being a first round uh, draft pick by the Buccaneers, and it's just kind of weird because like injuries and just a stacked tight end room kind of kept him from playing on the field. And then who gets there in Tampa? Tom Brady. Who shows up? Gronkowski. OJ, like, where do the snaps go? Not to OJ Howard, because they already have two other guys in front of him. I think Cameron Brate, maybe is his name. I'm, I'm not a Bucks fan. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. But I do know that he was tight end three. So he never really got a chance to get out there. But he shakes loose this offseason. He comes to Buffalo on what deal? One year, three and a half million, I believe, four. There's, it's some, it's something really cheap. It's something really cheap. I might have the numbers wrong here, but regardless, the the deal itself compared to what other tight ends were getting, like Evan Evan Ingram, I'm pretty sure he got like nine nine million for one year to go to Jacksonville. I'm good on that. The Bills don't have the cap space to do that. And all last season, you saw that if it wasn't Dawson Knox, the Bills pretty much said, hey, Tommy Sweeney, you're just going to be a healthy scratch. Like, we, we just we can't sacrifice a game day spot for you because you don't bring enough to the table. Now the Bills don't have to do that because they have a good athletic tight end in O.J. Howard. I couldn't be more happier for the guy, too. This is a great opportunity. Much like the Mitch Mitch Trubisky thing, like, hey, you know, come back here, reinvent yourself. Good chance you'll get out there again and be able to catch a bigger contract next year in the next offseason cycle. So good for OJ Howard. Seriously, I'm very happy. And I already talked about moving on to the next piece. I already talked about how we released offensive guard slash tackle uh, Darrell Williams and I'm not going to lie, I thought we were going to come to him and say, like, hey, you got to take a pay cut or we're going to cut you. That didn't happen. We just cut him outright. <laughs> I knew we weren't going to, you know, restructure to the point where we were kicking money down further pipelines. Because if anything, the restructure that we were going to do with Daryl Williams was like, hey, you're, you're going to either take less money or you're out. We weren't going to say, like, hey, give us some money back now. And we'll give it to you later. Like, no, I didn't think that was happening. And I was right because, like I said, Daryl Williams got cut. 
Who do we bring in? An Aaron Cromer guy and Roger Saffold. I got to tell you, I thought I thought this was our big fish, to be honest. I didn't think that the Bills were going to be able to make a bigger move than this. I lied. And we we all know what happened because Von Miller became a Buffalo Bill. But Roger Saffold, next to Deion Dawkins, two Pro Bowl offensive linemen, side by side. And you know what's really awesome about this is that Roger Saffold and Aaron Cromer know each other. He knows what is is expected of him, and he can help other people players on this offensive line to get up to speed it's not Aaron Cromer versus this all like trying to teach all this entire like offensive line group because he's got another proven veteran who knows the system and he can lean like other players who don't know Aaron Cromer system that well can lean into also Roger Saffold to like say hey when he says this what does he mean and Roger Saffold can like much like Von Miller teach these young players the scheme the way to do things how to how to dissect a situation and really just be the best player that they possibly can and to do their job effectively so i i'm just so head over heels over the roger saffold deal like i'm really 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 happy about that and i'm also really happy about this next signing which is daquan jones this is we're we're getting into the to the big guys, and I can't take credit for what I'm about to say because I I, I watched the live show of, of Cover One, but they called it the the large human sub segment or something like that, or large men segment. It's 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 true because the Bills really were just like you know what we we're done getting pushed around on the offensive line. We are literally just going to drop large humans in the trenches and. That's it. Like we're done. We're we're done with that. Who do they get? Daquan Jones. He was a, a Carolina Panther this past year, but you know, he, he's very very good. Before that, he played with the Titans, if I'm not mistaken, and he was really really excited about coming for the Bills too. Like the Bills posted like the social media um, post of him after signing the can- contract and he's putting his hat on. He's like, let's go bills, Josh. And then the horn, Erp Allen <laughs> goes off. Let's go for it. So he's a huge fan of Josh Allen. I'm a fan of him. Bills mafia. You should be a fan of Daquan Jones because he's a really good run stuffing tight or defensive tackle. And, came on a pretty good deal if i'm not mistaken so i'm really excited about him but who i'm more excited about is tim settle a former defensive tackle for the washington commanders and i had to pause there because i was like what is what are their names again like like three names over like five years like i i gotta i gotta work work on that but in any event tim settle comes over and he's just as and like infatuated with being a part of bill's mafia during his press conference he screams like whoa i'm i'm happy to be here let's go man y'all don't even understand like i'm happy for this man he's been buried behind that stacked washington washington defensive line and all those first round picks it's going to be hard to crack to get a crack at some snaps 
like opportunity cost. You're gonna you're gonna pick a fifth round guy to get on the field over your other first round picks. Probably not gonna happen. And yeah, he's former he's former teammates with a guy that he knows on this team in Tremaine Edmonds. So another great signing. There's some continuity between him and Tremaine Edmonds, and he's not small either. He's like 300 plus pounds too. So I'm. I'm very happy with what the Bills are doing on this defensive line. Moving on, and I'm going to put these two guys together. And that's Jordan Jordan Phillips, sorry, Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. Those guys are back. They're back. Oh my God. Do you remember? I mean, I'm trying to remember when they left like two, three years ago. Two years ago? Sounds about right. Two years ago. Do you remember where we knew that we were going to lose one or the other? And I had a feeling going into that offseason that we were probably going to lose Jordan Phillips, if anything, because his sack numbers almost look inflated, if that makes any sense. And what I mean by that is if you watched the film or listened to other content creators who are way more inept in this area than I am because I, I just watch film and I'm like, Oh, okay, sure. I, I get, I guess I see what happens here, but no, they would, what they were suggesting is that the way that Jordan Phillips would get his sack numbers is a high risk, high reward. He basically would shoot the gap left or right. And if he chose right, well, if he chose the right direction, it would lead to some really good sack production or pressure rates or something like that. And if not, it would leave this gaping hole open for a running back, let's say. And we know that the Bills' running defense wasn't that great two years ago. And it's, I mean, it's gotten better, but not that great. We know Jordan Phillips ends up leaving in that offseason to sign a three million or three year, $30 million contract with the Arizona Cardinals. And I was like, yeah, the Bills weren't going to pay you that. And we knew it. Brandon Bean even said going to that offseason, like, yeah, he's def- Jordan Phillips has definitely earned the right to test free agency. But when it came to Shaq Lawson, I think that the Bills wanted to keep him. But he ends up getting a $10 million annual average value contract from the Miami Dolphins. The Bills couldn't match that either. So we lost both of our guys. And... It's sad because we wanted those guys back almost as our first stringers. But now they're back on cheaper deals two years later. And these, these guys are still young, realistically. They're not like aging. They're not Tom Brady old. Like, you know, it's fine. And we've seen players who are up there in age still perform at a really high level. <coughs> Von Miller. Um, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Just had to put that out there. <laughs> but you're talking about two years removed. We had a we were feeling pretty good. The Bills front office and coaching staff like these two players as their first stringers. You're bringing them back to basically compete for their second for to be your second or third stringers. That is crazy deep. That's crazy deep. Like, oh my god, if you have if you like think about this, you're having a competition between all those guys, and then you just toss in Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. The cream is gonna rise to the tops. 
as to the top. And I believe Akeem said this one of the, on one of his podcasts, and I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Pressure makes diamonds. There's a lot of pressure and competition now in that defensive line room. Does everyone stay? I, I'm not so sure. I don't know. Who knows? If they do, that's great. But if there's this level of competition and battle to get into, like, hey, like, we, who who knows, man? Who's going to rise to the top? Maybe we ship some people out on the Brandon Bean special where, you know, we trade away a player that's not going to make our team for next to nothing so we can get some picks. Hey, if they're not going to make the team, you might as well get something for them. Moving on to the last free agent signing here, uh, or I guess move because they weren't a free agent signing. And there, I might have missed some other guys like Markel Lee, but he he was already on the team like last year. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, like he he was a special teams guy. I don't know. I might be wrong, but the Bills traded their seventh round pick in this upcoming draft. So damn, we're near the end of the draft for quarterback Case Keenum of the Browns. And then when he came here, Case Keenum agreed to restructure his deal. So now he's making $3.5 million this year as a cap hit. And if you're thinking like, ah, that's kind of a lot of money. No, it's not. $3.5 million for one of the best backups in the league. That's not bad at all. And Case Keenum has proven that he's a really good backup and can win when he's given the keys to an offense. We all know what he did in Minnesota, the Minneapolis miracle with Diggs. Come on, man. He's got some he's got some continuity with our guy 14. So Case Keenum, he's back. And only $3.5 million. Mitchell Trubisky last year played for $2.5 million. We're talking about a million dollars more to get a proven backup. And I mean, a million dollars to me, that's, that's a lot of money. That's, that's changing everything. But for, for those guys, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Just a million. No biggie, which is crazy. (laughs) They talk about million dollars. Like it's like, it's a $10 bell out here for me. I'm like, geez, man, that $10. Why not, man? (laughs) I don't know. And in any event, this first wave of free agency is crazy. And I read somewhere on social media that the Bills right now have the most expensive roster in the NFL. That's kind of crazy. Whether you want to determine that's good or bad crazy, that's up to you. If you if you have an opinion, feel free to reach out. I'm I'm very interested to hear what you got to say. I I don't know if the Bill what the Bills will do if anything in this next wave of free agency, because this is where a lot of value deals kind of come in, right? So maybe we see some more trades. Maybe we see the bill sign some more players to add to depth. At this moment, I think the bill's biggest needs right now is cornerback. Cornerback and offensive line. Those are my two biggest areas of needs. And that's not bad going into the draft. Two obvious areas of need. You can take the best player available in both those spots. Oh, and wide receiver. Because we did kind of cut Cole Beasley. So 
We kind of need some guy there to replace him. But, I mean, do we need a guy to replace him? No. But this is this is a wide receiver-centric offense. We need horses. So, I'm interested to see what the Bills will do in this next week, or this coming week of free agency. And, hey, maybe a week from now, we're going to be talking about something even crazier than the Von Miller deal. Probably not, because Von Miller is freaking awesome, and he's a Buffalo Bill. Let's go. <laughs> I'm just so happy. Oh, man. All right, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to get into our segment of 13 reasons of why you should be excited for this upcoming season, as if this week of free agency and Von Miller wasn't enough. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Brother Bill. Now back to the show. Welcome back, Bills Mafia. We're going to wrap up this episode by getting into our weekly segment of 13 reasons of why you should be optimistic of the upcoming Buffalo Bills segment. As always, you can find us on most social media, podcasting platforms, and even on YouTube by searching up The Wandering Buffalo Podcast. Uh, You can find me on most social media by searching up Two Changs and my co-host by searching up JGods22. Let's let's get into this segment. So, we're into uh, the eighth reason right now. Let's go over the first seven real quick. Number one, Brandon Bean. Number two, Gabe Davis. Number three, Tredavious White and the medical staff. Number four, defensive line improvements. And that is looking to have aged real well now that we have Von Miller in there. Uh, Number five, Buffalo has become the destination for free agents. Again, that has seemed to really age well because we got guys like, I don't know, like Von Miller. (laughs) Yeah, I doubled down on that. Oh, my God, I'm so happy still. Number six, uh, Buffalo Bills wide receiver room will improve. And I still think that's a true thing. Justin made a segment about that. We don't have Cole Beasley anymore, but it still could get better. Other guys have opportunities. Number seven, last week's reason was the Rick Bates situation and how he helped stabilize this line and his ability to go left and right. And, hey, he's been really good. And we put a low-round tenor on this guy. Minnesota's snooping around where they shouldn't be snooping, so back up. Back up, Vikings. Don't take our guy. He already took took, um, Harrison Phillips from us. And unpopular opinion, but I... I didn't think that the Bills were going to sign him for that Harrison Phillips contract. And, yeah, I'm good on that. Like, I love Harrison Phillips for what he does for the community, who he is as a person. But for that kind of money, I good for you. Go, go get that money. You're just probably not going to get it from the Bills. And I think that the Bills upgraded in that position after he left. And that brings us to this week's reason. And it was only a matter of time We're before I got here, but it's got to be the safeties, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. These guys are so good. They're so good. <laughs> and, what I, and what I love about these two players, and you've heard it so many times before from other content creators, but it can't be brought home enough. These guys are so good at disguising coverages. They're interchangeable. They transcend the scheme of an offense, or I'm sorry, of a defense for the Buffalo Bills. And it gives the opposing offenses such 
mishaps and the it makes like the opposing quarterback hard to read what kind of coverage we're in. And they were a huge reason as to why the Buffalo Bills were the number one defense in the league last year. Tredavious White gets injured in November, uh, Thanksgiving. The Bills defense, was it the same without Tredavious White? I'm not going to say, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it, it was a little different. You had to put a guy like Dane Jackson out there and Levi Wallace became your number one. But hey, I we still maintain that number one number one defense and say what you want but I didn't think the drop off was you know that detrimental but it we're losing a guy like Tredavious White who's also scheme tran, transcendent a scheme transcendent player kind of limits your ability to be more creative and those creative type of players are in this defense you got at least three of them right and I just mentioned Tredavious White's one, Jordan Poirier, and Micah Hyde. Those three, we lost one of the star, one of the star transcendent players, and it made things a little bit harder for us on defense. And we had to shade a little extra help towards Dane Jackson or Levi and whatnot. But the Bills were still able to hold down that number one defensive spot, and I still love what they do. These guys are huge in the community. They're huge at mentorship, and they're both captains. Come on, man. Like, that's sweet. And Brandon Bean restructured Micah Hyde's deal to bring in Von Miller. That's awesome, right? We, we, were, we basically said, hey, we are okay with giving you money down the road, basically ensuring that you're on this team and future years because we know the type of player you are so that if anything when when stuff like that happens and i see teams do that i think to myself like wow okay they're kicking the can down the road like they're playing with the salary cap this might come around to bite them you don't you don't do that with players you don't want to keep around and i mentioned that earlier in this episode but i i truly think that they love jordan porter and micah hyde and Hey, who knows? We can still restructure or get Jordan Poyer a new deal to free up some money and kind of do the same things, really. But I think Brandon Bean has done a lot so far with the salary cap, and we are pretty much pushed right up to the limit. So we'll see what we do there. But hey, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, these guys are Buffalo Bills, and I hope that they finish their careers here. These guys are so good. And I. I don't understand how they got snuffed from the Pro Bowl. Like, really. Unbelievable. Like, I just don't have words for that. I don't... I, I, I just... It's it's stupid, really. It, and I, I use that word so serious because there's not a better word. Like, how, how, how do they not make it there? They got some like AP uh, first team or second team accolades, but like it's, I mean, cool, yeah, but <laughs> they should have definitely been in the Pro Bowl. It's a popularity contest. I don't know. I, that's not the bowl that I'm looking for. I, we 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 all want the Super Bowl, and with players like Jordan Porter and Micah Hyde, 
anything is possible on that defense. Anything is possible. And we're eventually going to get Tredavious White back. We got Von Miller in there. We got four scheme transcending players right there. And if we can bank on our facilities and coaching staff to develop other players on this defense, we might have even more transcending players on this defense. And really, you 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 have to point at the current players that we have and thank them and this coaching staff as to why the Bills are able to draft and develop. And Micah Hyde and Joe Porter are definite stables in this defense and reasons why we're able to develop our young players because they can teach. I've, I've done enough rambling. I, I got a little... Got a little sentimental there, but I really do like them a lot. Like I, I already have a Micah Hyde jersey on the way. So, and then soon after that, a Jordan Porter, and then after that, a Von Miller. I, I got to get a lot of jerseys. Okay, I don't know about you. I got to get a lot of jerseys. Anyways, that's gonna wrap it up for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and review our podcast. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. As always, you can find us on most social media and podcasting platforms and even on YouTube by searching up The Wandering Buffalo Podcast. Again, we are a part of the Built-in Buffalo Network, so go check them out. We have other amazing content creators here. Uh, you know, you can find me on social media and podcasting platforms by searching up 2 Changs and my co-host Justin Goddard by searching up JGods22. Hey, hopefully next week we got some really great news to talk about. And if not, we got news. This this draft, the free agency hall in general, is enough to talk, enough for me to babble on forever. But I'm not going to do that for you. <laughs> the draft is around the corner. Free agency is still going. It's a great time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. So, as always, have a great day and go Bills.